Hey, welcome back to the Fit Life Formula Podcast. This is episode five. My name is Brian Sippitz. I'm the founder of Advantage Strength in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And uh, this show is specifically for the members of Advantage Strength, but also anybody who is interested in moving and uh, being active and doing things with their family and friends, being able to do that for the rest of their lives. So uh, we're going to be exploring a lot of different things on this show. But uh, today we're going to be wrapping up sort of the final piece of the puzzle for the Fit Life Formula. And if this is the first episode you're catching, uh, just to refresh the memory, it's uh, the Fit Life Formula is three days a week of something you love, something you enjoy doing, uh, something that's active, uh, two days a week of strength training, and one day a week, uh, and this is what we're going to focus on today, one day a week of, of something that just sucks for you, something that's miserable, something that's challenging, uh, something that's high intensity. And uh, what it really boils down to today as you know, as putting the show together is something some kind of high intensity interval training, um, or something where your your heart rate is going to get sky high, and a lot of times this is the piece that's missing for um, for people because you know, well, it's no fun really to get your heart rate that high, um, and it's you know there's some discomfort that goes along with it, and a lot of times if you're not seeing the rewards from it, if that's all you do, then it turns out that it's not that rewarding, so it's not something that you stick with. So today we're going to talk about uh, a couple things, really. One is, uh, number one, sort of the... misconception over the... Uh, across the fitness industry that, you know, workouts need to be super hard and sort of bury you all the time. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that and why this one day a week fits into the puzzle. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your body's energy systems, how you create energy and why, you know, this, this is an important piece of the puzzle. And then finally, we're going to talk about how often you need to do this, how long the sessions should be, and uh, what we're looking for within each of those sessions. So thanks again for joining us. And we're going to get rolling here with uh, one day that sucks. So I know you're going to enjoy this. I know you're going to get a ton out of this and uh, hopefully helps you understand the FitLife formula. And, and honestly, this is a little bit of a look inside our circuit class at Advantage. So I'm excited to share this stuff with you. I think it's going to be a, a great piece of the puzzle for you and really help you round out your fitness routine so that you can keep moving and uh, be active with your family and friends for the rest of your life. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is this idea of high-intensity interval training or HIT training. I'm sure it's something that you've heard of. It's, uh, you know, in the news a lot. It's in popular magazines quite a bit. And what it's billed as, as sort of this fat shredding, uh, calorie burning machine uh, that's going to get you super ripped and super shredded in no time at all. And to some extent, it, it can do that, especially for, for some and for those who are probably under 25, under 30, it will do that. Um, and ha definitely has the capability of doing that. Obviously not for everybody, but for a lot of people, there's a lot of benefits and there's a lot of benefits to this high intensity interval training. But unfortunately what's happened is, you know, it, it's that whole idea and we see this happen with a lot of things. It's the idea that if some is good, more is better, more must be better. And it turns out when it comes to this high intensity interval training, that's not necessarily the case. And so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the benefits of this high-intensity interval training, but also what can happen if you're doing it too much. And we'll go over some guidelines there. Um, the benefits of high-intensity interval training are uh, increased VO2 max, which is kind of your body's ability to use oxygen. So 
you know, it's sort of, I don't know, it, it seems weird that you can do an interval for, you know, 20 seconds, rest for 40 seconds, and repeat that maybe up to 10 times and get the same benefits that you would get uh, out of 45, 45 minutes to an hour on the treadmill or on the elliptical. Um, and so what we see happening, because, you know, you go hard, and, it, and we're talking like a, a, a good, strong effort, like almost max effort for those, uh, for those 20 seconds, and then you have the 40 seconds to rest and, you know, bring the heart rate back down. So when you see these peaks and valleys when it comes to your heart rate, um, that, has, or that, they've, that has been found to improve your VO2 max the same, if not better than if you were to spend 50 minutes to an hour on, the, uh, on some cardio equipment or on long, slow distance training, which kind of is hiding another benefit, and that is if you can get the same results in 10 to 12 minutes that you could get in an hour on the treadmill, you know, maybe we start rethinking uh, our method of exercise. And now I get why people don't do it. People don't do uh, high-intensity interval training well all by themselves because it, it is challenging. It is hard to do. And sometimes after a day of work, it's just easy to go lope along on the treadmill um, and not really have to think about anything. But the truth of it is you can get just as good, if not um, you know, better additional benefits if you're doing the high-intensity stuff rather than you know, just going along at a long, slow distance. Another benefit of high-intensity interval training is the improved elasticity of veins and arteries, um, where steady state doesn't really do that. So if you think about it, when you bring your heart rate up, your blood pressure comes up with it. And so what you have is this sort of, um, you know, you're pushing more volume through your veins and you're, you're causing them to stretch, causing them to, you know, have more pressure inside of them. So it tends to keep your veins and arteries more pliable and more flexible um, and elastic over, you know, the course of several years because, well, it's being, it's being stretched, they're being tested. Whereas if you never really bring your heart rate up, um, you don't get that and it doesn't give you the same sort of, um, you know, it doesn't give you the same sort of effect because the heart rate isn't, or sorry, yeah, well, the heart rate and the blood pressure is not coming up quite as high. So that's another hidden benefit. Another benefit that uh, you may have read about in a magazine or two or five or 12 is uh, that you get this afterburn effect, right? So it's, uh, there's, there's excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. So um, what happens is after you, after you do this kind of workout, after you do a high-intensity interval training workout, uh, similar to like our circuit class, which is a 45-minute class, you know, there's a, there's a warm-up involved there. So really, it's about 30 minutes of high-intensity interval training. And um, when you do that, you have, you're breathing harder longer after the session. So you may not realize it, but your heart rate is elevated, your breath is elevated, and you're actually getting more of a, uh, more of a calorie burn after the workout is over because your uh, body is working hard to recover. And so that's kind of one of the, that's sort of like the biggest benefit that's touted with this high-intensity interval training um, that, that you're getting done. You get, you burn more calories in less time. Um, and I mean, that's kind of the dream for a lot of people, right? It's like you're, you have very limited time. So um, this high-intensity interval training is a way to get more done in less time. So what's important to remember with all of this is that intensity is the key. And I think, 
most people don't do this kind of training. A lot of people don't enjoy this kind of training because it is uncomfortable. It is hard to do. You know, your muscles are really taxed. Your heart is really taxed. And, you know, it's just, it's uncomfortable to be that tired and out of breath. And, um, you know, muscles get, you know, acidic and uncomfortable. And so most people don't do this to the intensity that they should or could. And um, I think that's an important thing to remember. It, it's better to, instead of going, you know, 70% or, you know, 7 or 8 out of 10, <clears throat> four times a week, you're, you're better off going as hard as you can once a week and really getting to like the, the max of your heart rate or at least above 90%. And what you'll find is, you know, if you're at an 8 out of 10 or like 80%, the difference in your comfort level from getting from 80% to 90% is going to be sort of exponential. And, you know, so if you push a little bit more on the Airdyne bike, it takes a lot more effort. If you say, I want to raise this number just by, you know, 20 watts or whatever it is, it takes a lot of effort and that drains the battery a lot faster. So it gives your body sort of this alarm. And, um, you know, there's a stress response that goes along with that. And that some of that stress response is good for us. All right. So we increase cortisol during these, uh, high intensity interval training sessions. Afterwards, there's increased cortisol. Uh, what you have to think about is, do, do you need that in your life? Because cortisol, cortisol is a stress hormone and it's something, you know, it can cause fatigue. It can cause joint pain. It can cause, you know, uh, depressed mood. Uh, and also, you got to think that you have other stressors in your life. And so that's why we recommend one day a week of this, you know, one workout that just is no fun to do. Uh, because most people really don't need more cortisol in their life. They don't need more stress <clears throat> because stress is stress on the body. Your brain doesn't know how to differentiate it. Um, it's going to release hormones the way it sees fit. And so the reason that we that we keep this to one day a week is, number one, one day a week, even there's studies, uh, uh, Martin Jabala did a study that shows that even one minute of high-intensity interval training, like a one-minute all-out sprint, is enough to produce some benefits. Now, it may not get you the benefits that you're looking for, um, but somewhere between the range of 30 to 60 minutes of this high-intensity interval training, or you know, one session, really, per week, is enough to touch the upper end of your heart rate, which is what we want. We want to sort of extend the zone that your heart, that your heart can go to. Um, or at least keep touching the top so you maintain that uh, high heart rate, or you can you can at least get there. And it also allows you to recover properly and um, <clears throat> let your cortisol levels fall, let let all the hormones settle back out so that you know you're you're not overdoing it. Because like I said, it can cause fatigue, joint pain. Um, you know, there's mood disturbances that can come along with it. So, like I've mentioned a couple times so far. And this is going to be kind of a running theme. Uh, I talked about it a lot on episode two, I believe, where we talked about, um, I'm sorry, it's episode three, where we talked about three days of doing something you really enjoy. And the whole point of that is to, number one, look forward to your workouts. And number two, it's almost, it's a, it's a all out stress release. And that's, that's important. That's important in most people's lives because we got a lot going on. So keep in mind that this is something that's, that's important. And I'll tell you more about sort of the energy systems part in just a second. But it's also important that we balance it out. And I think the overarching uh, impression of the fitness industry is that you have to go hard 
all the time. Every workout has to be exhausting. Every workout you have to go to the max. Um, and it's just not true. And the studies support that. The science supports that. What is important is that we have a good balance of energy system use. So energy system, uh, I'm not going to go into the science of it because, I mean, I'd have to be, honestly, I'd have to be staring at a book and, and that. So I'm going to simplify this as much as possible. And uh, Dr. McGregor, if you are listening, please do not come after me for this. I'm just shortening things for uh, simplicity's sake. Um, so if you think of, uh, you kind of have three sort of energy demands in your body. One of them, like the, the quickest one, the one that's, that comes the quickest and disappears the quickest is like the explosive stuff where maybe something up to like three to four seconds long, a quick, um, powerful lift or throw of a medicine ball or... In real life, uh, the you know shoveling a, a shovel full of snow and throwing it. Then there's the anaerobic, which is you know something that lasts a little bit longer. It's something you could sustain for a minute or so. Um, it's like a faster burst, so you're able to go fast, but you couldn't maintain that pace. Think about you know bumping up your per mile pace by I don't know two minutes or something like that. Um, it's a pace that you probably couldn't keep but that you can sustain for, you know, maybe one lap around the track. And finally, there's the aerobic. And this is the one that I think people are pretty good at. Um, Aerobic is something that's lower intensity, and it's something that can be done for longer periods of time. So this is your long, slow distance run. Um, This is, you know, any other, really any other activity, Um, you know, jogging, biking, anything that you would sustain sort of similar levels of heart rate for a long time. And what's important here is that we're, we're, we're sort of training all of those things. We should be training all of those things to keep a good sort of well-rounded heart and cardiovascular health. Um, we're going to get the explosive part, you know, in, in the strength training, we do some like things that would be considered explosive, like throwing medicine balls or uh, pushing a sled quickly, whatever it might be, things that are appropriate for, for you and your level. Um, what is missing a lot of times is that anaerobic, that, uh, that sort of all out burst for 20 seconds to 30 seconds. And again, we know the benefits of that. It's the increased, um, it's the increased VO2 max along with, uh, increased VO2 max might be improved performance. So if something, you know, if you're looking to knock, you know, 20 seconds off of your 5k time, you might find this, uh, interval training to be really beneficial. And so the, the HIIT training, the interval training, really does get at that anaerobic uh, piece of the energy puzzle because it's, you know, you, you go hard and then you have time to rest. And then you, so you'll see your heart rate rise and you'll see your heart rate fall, hopefully. Uh, and then after a while, it'll just stop falling because you'll be fatigued, but that improves over time, right? So it's not like one big, uh, it's not like one big, you know, 90% heart rate workout. There's actually one particular... I guess, uh, protocol that was, it's called a Tabata and the Tabata is the name of the researcher. He's a Japanese guy and found that sort of the maximum, uh, I guess, time to results, uh, ratio is, um, with this 20 seconds on 10 seconds off format. And so sometimes we'll do this in class. So the trick is you have to be going like really, really hard. And it is, it's four minutes long. The real work part is four minutes long. It's, uh, you know, eight times, 20 seconds on and 10 seconds off. But what you'll find is that, you know, maybe the first one is manageable. What you'll find is as you go along, the, <laughs> the work gets less and less 
comfortable. Uh, it's really never comfortable, but uh, less and less tolerable. And the 10 seconds goes from, you know, seeming like a decent amount of time down to like you've barely even recognized that the 10 seconds has started. So um, this is really f- truly four minutes of just brutal work if you're doing it the right way and you're picking the right exercises. Um, but again, it's, it's four minutes and you get a big time payoff from it. Um, so sometimes we'll do that in our circuit classes. Uh, not a lot just because it is such a high intensity um, circuit. But anyway, something to, something to note, right? So we're looking for um, very high on the high side and very low on the low side. And by that, I mean very intense work when you're working and very low level rest when you're resting. So again, the recommendation here is that you do about uh, about 30 minutes once a week of you know, about 90%, getting your heart rate up to about 90%, assuming you're healthy. Please make sure your heart is ready for this kind of exercise. This is not for everybody. I would check, if you're questioning at all, I would check not, not just with us, not with just with your um, trainer or whoever it might be, but I'll ask your doctor, make sure your doctor okays it, that you're okay for exercise like this, because it can be, it can be pretty intense. And so if you're able to do this when you're, you know, in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, it makes it much easier to continue doing that kind of stuff as you, as you get into your, you know, 60s and 70s. And again, the beauty of this is, um, you know, when you're, when you have to do this once a week, you can get your mind wrapped around it, you can, you can schedule it for a day that's either, you know, maybe a little bit easier for you, a lighter day in terms of your other responsibilities. Um, you can surround it with things that you think are fun. You can put it after a day off. You can start your week with it if you want to get it out of the way. But really, the beauty of just doing this once a week is that, you know, if you dread it, you can, you can get it out of the way. Now, if you enjoy this kind of work, maybe you plug it in one other day as um, something that you enjoy, and that can, that's okay. Um, but I wouldn't go over, you know, three days a week with this, especially given that, you know, in the Fit Life formula, you're going to be doing three activities that you enjoy, uh, two days of strength training, and then this one thing that's this one uh, interval workout that's going to be very challenging. And so here's where the Fit Life formula gets, you know, really pretty cool in the way it works together. So when you're doing those three different days, the, the three days of something fun, the two days of strength training, and the one day of something that just sucks, we talked about the energy systems that go on in your body and how you produce energy. And all three are important, but what happens with the Fit Life formula is that you end up sort of training all three of those. And the three days of something fun usually end up being something aerobic, whether you're, you know, playing a soccer game or uh, going on a walk or a jog with friends, whatever it might be, usually ends up being sort of lower intensity. And that gets at that, that aerobic system, the one that helps you kind of go longer distances at, at a slower pace. The high-intensity interval training is going to get at the anaerobic or the one that, where you can go at higher speeds uh, for you know, a shorter amount of time. So think of one lap around the track as fast as you can go, and then uh, after that you start slowing down. So when you do the high-intensity interval training, you're actually training that system and you're, you're really making that more efficient and, making, and getting the benefits from that. And finally, in the very quick-acting energy system, the one that produces... Uh, power, which seems like it might only be an athlete thing, but is actually for you as you go to, like I mentioned earlier, shovel snow or uh, catch yourself when you slip. Uh, if, if you slip, that's what allows you to act quickly and um, apply force quickly and keep yourself up. 
So the FitLife formula sort of includes all of these systems in your body, and that's what allows you to maintain your health, keep your heart healthy and strong, keep your body moving well, um, and so that you can keep doing the things that you want to do. So that's where this is all pretty cool and, and really plays together nicely. Now, over the last couple episodes, I've talked about the Fit Life formula and really what it is. And we're going to go away from that for a little while for the next couple episodes. And we're going to be meeting with other people. So it won't be just me talking anymore. We're going to be meeting um, authors, industry leaders, experts, uh, and, and people who really have a lot to say about keeping you healthy, keeping you strong, and keeping you active as you get older. So those are all going to be in episodes that are, that are coming up. I know this is going to bring a ton of value to your life, so um, I'm so fired up for these conversations. Be sure you subscribe so that you get every new episode right in your inbox where you get to wherever you listen to your podcast. If you can give us a rating and a review, that would be even better. That'll help us share the word with uh, people all over the world that are just like you, looking to stay active, looking to stay healthy, and uh, keep moving with your family and friends as you get older. My name is Brian Sippitz for the Fit Life Formula Podcast. Thank you to all the great members of Advantage Strength who make this possible. And thank you for tuning in and checking this out. Can't wait for these upcoming episodes. And we will talk to you next Tuesday. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.